The Swamp Without a Still is just a tent, a martini without olives doesn't quite make it, and Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones, listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn army, Mash Minute. Welcome back to Mash Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm resigning my commission. No, I'm Tierney. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm Christy Porter. Welcome back, Christy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Instead of doing the usual movies by minutes thing where we, here's a week, here's five minutes, I actually did try and keep scenes together. (laughs) Right. For thematic purposes. Works. So we have invited Christy back so that she can talk with us once again. Today, specifically about minute 75. Minute 75 begins with Houlihan telling Henry what will happen if he doesn't have the swamp men arrested. And it ends with Hawkeye and Hojon crossing a crowded city street while Boom, Storch, and Murhar argue in their jeep. So, yes, this is the end of Sally Kellerman's tour de force. And this is the part that I was talking about last week where they, you know, we looked at the script. This is essentially what her character was going to say anyway, but the way she delivers it is just so amazing. It's beautiful. And as she just, you know, she's sobbing, fiddling with her bathrobe bell, and she finally cries my commission and like keeps saying that as she turns and leaves. That's because Robert Owen was supposed to yell cut after Henry says, God damn it, Hot Lips, resign your goddamn commission. It's a lot of goddams. Yes, yeah. <laughs> true. Like and there's excessive. a stutter, so they even take longer. It's fabulous. I <laughs> did not try and recreate that. But the reason she looks so lost is because she didn't know what to do. Just still on camera, so I guess I'll... Just keep talking. Just leave this tent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it works. It does work. This was supposed to be the last scene with Houlihan. The same way Burns was driven away, Houlihan was supposed to be driven away. But as they were filming all this up to this point, Sally Kellerman was looking over at Robert Altman going, I don't see why my character has to leave the movie halfway through. And because, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, the implication was supposed to be that she did resign her commission and leave, and the swamp men win, and there's no consequences ever, and there's still no consequences, but she stays. She stays, <laughs> and and actually it's like a whole different arc for her character, because she stays, which is kind of nuts. Oh, Robert Altman. <laughs> oh, Robert Altman. Oh, Robert Altman. I mean, it's great for Sally Kellerman. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> she, her time. she was Well, thrilled. I think it, make, it makes a better movie. You know, she, yeah. she actually does something with her character <laughs> instead yes. of just stomping around being mad her the whole time. Her character has an arc. What a concept. Yeah. I hope she got paid more money. Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. The Probably one not, that- but, you know, I like to just hope she did the one thing that is a problem is that we will see later scenes where they clearly didn't know what to do with her well that's fair because they didn't because she wasn't in the script anymore that's right but how is it any different from any of the other nurses that we encounter sometimes it just seems like they're just sort of there that's true that's true yeah go we we get a nurse here yeah hi hey nako you can you can hang out here right okay cool Mm -hmm. but yeah so anything we see hot lips do it (sighs) 
Anything we see, although she kind of does become hot lips after this. <laughs> Maybe this is the transformation moment, like a superhero origin story. <laughs> it is, if it wasn't ad-libbed, like, while they were rolling, because I think it was Renee Abergenois was like, we didn't do a lot of improvising, like, on film. No one can afford that, and things were moving so quickly. But a lot of, like, improvising, setting up the shots and everything. She was making it all up. <laughs> wow. That's, that's terrific. Yeah. So, yeah, this, because as she pointed out, she leaves the tent, she cries my commission, but she never actually, you know, goes through with her threat. No, no. And I like the Hulahan that doesn't go through with this threat because the Hulahan who does makes me really sad. Someone who worked that hard to get to that point in her career, and it's the Mm. only thing she has in her whole life that is the most important thing to her. Yeah. Don't let these guys win. No, that's right. One of the questions I had was when I was watching this was what sort of coping strategies or personal issues would she be working on? So she so maybe none. Maybe she's working on no personal issues. But does she have any like, you know, personal goals? Should she be is a different question. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like, does she have any Hmm. self-awareness that, you know, you know, I could work on this thing. I could work on that thing. Hmm. It's hard because. We don't stand on ceremony. We've spoiled everything that happens in this movie. The (laughs) implication is she sleeps with Duke and loosens up and becomes one of the gang. Right. And I think it's a much more interesting story if this happens. Obviously, something is happening within her emotionally as the scene ends. That is not what was happening emotionally as the scene began. Right. And if she loosens up, becomes one of the gang, then sleeps with Duke because, hey, why not? (laughs) <laughs> that is different. That is a story I could get on board with. So I was thinking actually, you know, in as at the beginning of the minute, though, like, does she have, you know, is this a person with any depth? So I know she gets depth, but do, does she have any depth to begin with? I don't think she has a hit. Here's a here's a thing I didn't think I'd say. She doesn't have depth at the beginning of this sentence, but she does by the time she leaves the tent. Like we are watching her build because she said she screams it. I'm gonna resign my commission, and then you see her realize what that she just this said. man is not going to do anything. Like he yeah. says, do it. He calls her bluff, and she did not realize she was bluffing until it is called. That makes sense. Like, you yep. see it on her face where she's like, oh, oh, I'm not doing that. My commission is all, I ha-, you know, she likes to think of the army as her home, for goodness mm. sake. Right, right. So I think. Which I think she says earlier. She does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's earlier that she says she likes to think of the army as her home. And so, yeah, her position here is the most important thing to her. So she's not working on anything okay uh, yeah but i that's don't okay think she because was. she does quick quick but study later i think she walks out of this tent and sings there are worse things i could do and makes some changes in her life yeah because she does have to live with them she does have to work with them every day yeah. mm. i think that she realizes that she realizes they're not going away and if she's not going away then then what right right that makes sense to me Ah, there is some really interesting face acting happening on the other side of this canvas. You just know it. (laughs) As Houlihan realizes, ah, sorry, it's a real good song. Stalker chanting is amazing. Absolutely. (laughs) 
That's my go-to karaoke song. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> very biased tones in its opinion. But it, it makes sense that this wasn't a character with depth. This wasn't a person who was self-aware. No, I guess not. Um, we didn't get to see her reaction to Burns leaving, but I'm sure it was just like, Ugh, these assholes. <laughs> Pretty much. Why do you suppose they didn't they didn't show her reaction to that? I don't know, and I never questioned it until I did this one minute at a time, and now it's going to drive me nuts until I die. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry. It's okay. Bummer. It's, okay. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah so he it... should have put it in. Right. She still was, yeah, she was always meant to be there. It wasn't like a, yeah, like Robert reordered everything to the nth degree and yeah, messed no. with the timeline con- continuum, so to speak, but... <laughs> I do love the idea of getting to the afterlife being like, where's Robert Altman? He's like, why? Why? And I'm just like, I have, I have questions, questions about how Hulhan Hand reacted to Burns leaving. He's like, didn't see that one coming. Of all the things you could have asked. Yup. <laughs> this is my burning question. <laughs> what was her reaction? Because you could see it playing so many different ways, but I don't think any of them were like, huh, I wonder if They'll now turn their fo- you know, like their focus on me. I wonder if I should make more of an effort with these guys. I'm sure it was just like, ugh, they drove away my only friend. All right, back to work. Right, <laughs> right. So no depth at that point for sure. No, I I think this is it. I think it when she bursts into this tent, she is not the same person she is when she leaves this tent. <laughs> but, but Blake and Leslie are, which is pretty oh funny. Oh my god! Yeah, they pretty funny. Leslie, ugh. what are you doing? What the? I mean, if somebody came into my lover's tent when I was there, <laughs> right, like, and they're raving like a lunatic, and they may have interrupted us in some way, I would have been like, what is your problem? Like, what's going on? You know, I, I'd have more of a reaction than just deadpan, like, oh, okay. This is a post. Yeah. I mean, I know it's played for humor, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know it's post, but it's still part of me that's like, I still would have been like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> She's almost... Like, she's not in shock. She's almost trying to, like, shake it off at the end. When Houlihan leaves and he, a little more champagne, my, or a little more wine, my dear. The way she says, yes, please. Like, she's almost like. Yeah, I need a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder if Leslie is the only person who has thought about how she is going to work with this woman from now on. <laughs> Which is why she needs a drink, right? Yep, yep. She's the only person who realizes the broader implications of this of this event. <laughs> Leslie might be the most wisest one in this camp in some ways, yeah. right? Could like be. Could be. She's most self-aware. Yeah, that's true. Leslie has never lacked for social awareness. No, because even I think when self too. Yeah, because even when Blake earlier in early in an earlier minute is sort of like she comments. Uh, gets commented on his jacket, and he goes, oh, yeah, it's for my wife. You can just tell, like, she's just like... Yeah, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Like, you don't realize what you just... Okay, now you sort of do, but oh, God. Yeah, because yeah, he, he, he doesn't say wife, but he goes right up to it. Right, and she's yeah, just, true. Okay, yeah, he doesn't actually say wife, but we all like, know. Yeah, no, that's my thing. Leslie's kind of like, yeah, no, I know. Like, I know. We're going to play Duke this game. flirts with her, and she's like... Yeah, whatever. Flirt with me. Nothing's happening, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad Leslie is not running this camp. <laughs> Leslie is a mature right, adult right. who has made the decision to be involved with a married man. That right. decision everyone would make. I think there's probably a lot to question there, especially since he's her boss. But right, 
right? She has a very clear-eyed outlook. Yes. Like they do. You know, they, they really, there are not a lot of regrets in this movie. <laughs> not a lot of regrets. Uh, they just wanted this joke because the Henry we have known up to this point, this is not how he reacts. Unless, yeah. oh. Is he showing off for Leslie? Yes, and is hmm. he still post-happiness glow <laughs> a different person? A more relaxed person who's just going to go with the flow and sass off to his head nurse because she's being a lunatic and he's too happy to care. He's too chillax. He's too chillax. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, yeah. He's got some yeah. booze. He's got his lady. <laughs> he's got that nice little robe going on, you know. Yeah. Tent flaps yeah. up. Yep. Shows <laughs> up. Right. Flaps up. Flaps, flaps up. up. Doesn't care. <laughs> oh, man. What is it? Something hair don't care. Curly hair don't care. What? I was trying to figure out how to make flaps up don't care rhyme. Like, <laughs> oh. but. <laughs> Keep it trying. Does- Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your moral support at this time. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? For as awful as this whole scene is, like you said, is this the worst thing that they do in the movie? It is completely played for laughs. It gets laughs in the movie. And I still laugh not at them pulling up the tent on her, but at her reaction. Her, you know, running in her flip-flops, throwing things at people. Right. I laughed so hard. If you showed this movie to people nowadays... Would they, I mean, not just, not just us, but would they find it funny? Um, according to other millennials I've heard reviewing it, no, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I think the guys, one was born in 83, one was born in, maybe he's in 83 as well, but about my age. And they were just kind of like, this is awful. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, it is very cruel. So we got the both sides there. I think it is very cruel. And I think it's very funny that the nurses start picking up the bench and everything and she just bursts out like, you bastard. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I think it is a very well acted scene. It is a well acted scene. It's like my, my least favorite scene, though, in the entire movie. Yeah. So. See, that that's, yeah. <laughs> but again, this is why I said, hey, Megan, I want to do MASH and I <laughs> obviously need you. <laughs> So that works. There yeah. you go. Especially since, oh, you know, I wonder if by the time this airs, if I will have actually done it, because I keep threatening to. I want to find a screen cap of, in the prequel, when uh, Rick Ollie is bringing Anakin, Anakin to Coruscant, and he says, yeah. uh, the whole planet is one big city. And I wanted to do that with, uh, this is the MASH Minute podcast, or this is MASH Minute. The whole podcast is one big trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because lately I feel like that has been all of them. And you know what? For all that we're talking about men treating women badly, I don't feel like I need to put a trigger warning on these episodes. No, probably not. Like, that feels very different to me than, like, the painless storyline did. That was my heart. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, that's a whole other bag of chips. (laughs) Yeah, sure, for sure. That's problematic in many different ways. Yeah. Regardless of how it aged or didn't age, it's it's got some 
But we've yeah. got black humor and dark humor and, and such in today's movies. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But, um, Which is funny because I hate it in today's movies. But for oh. some reason in movies that were made before oh. I was born, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just trying to think of the last thing I saw that was like a dark humor that I just, well. That you didn't like or you did like? Yeah, I'm trying to... Let's be honest, people. I have a baby. I'm trying to think of the last movie I saw, period. (laughs) There you go. But, yeah, I just... If I'm watching a new movie, probably going for the superheroes of a comedy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Unless it's a period drama, then I'm like, yeah. But that's because I'm getting to look at pretty clothes and beautiful sweeping vistas and things like that. Right, right. Or, that's what you hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, I'm trying to think of what movies have come out lately that were, like, the dark. Because there's been stuff that was, like, super satire. Is that a word? I don't think that's a Tis word. now. Satirish. <laughs> Satirical. Satirical. Hey, hey, hey. English. It. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just don't. Oh, you know what? What? I'm a big fat liar. I loved The Big Short. And that is very dark. Like, I went to see that with my cousin because it was around Christmas. And when we came back to the house, my dad was like, what you guys think? And my cousin was just like, I need a drink. Oh, gee. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's all about the recession and how we got into it. Yeah. But it's a comedy. Huh. And my cousin was like, I love Steve Carell. And then we came out of that movie and he's like, never mind. Everything is terrible. <laughs> and the economy is screwed. <laughs> Barely yeah. remember that one. Maybe that is my thing. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a big fat liar. Sorry. <laughs> Come full circle on this discussion. This would require me to watch movies other than just like putting on Jaws again for the rest of my life. Which I would be okay with. It's a good way to live. Yeah. <laughs> you can mix it up sometimes and watch MASH. Or you can watch The Russians Are Coming. The Russians Are Coming, which is on the <gasps> other side of this sort of thing. Yeah. See, that's a late 60s. Yeah. Well, that one's true 60s. This is technically 1970, yeah. but close enough. Anyway, that's what I think of this scene with Blake's tent. Oh, I wrote the kid stays in the picture in my notes. That's sweet. <laughs> so that I didn't forget to talk. Like, I was going to forget to tell you guys oh. that story about how she was supposed to leave and then... She did it. Because she never actually is like, I'm out of here. They were like, oh, well, she could just stay. But the uh, the back half of this minute is a whole new scene. Yeah. whole new scene. Yep. In a whole new set. Just one of those fun, you know, transitions that doesn't super transition well. Like, no, we're in didn't. the tent. And then suddenly, we're somewhere else, not in a mesh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, why are they all there? How'd they all get there? There's actually Korean being spoken. What? <laughs> yes, I'm. So I have uh, Korea in quotes for the yeah. summary of this minute, but it it is supposed to be. So this is uh, according to Altman, a little street on the back lot at Fox. Oh. And it's one of the few things they did on the back lot because most things were out at the ranch, out in their swampy mash four hundred seven seven. Oh, right. But they had to make a city street, so that's what this is. And couldn't be more obvious that they're making a movie about Vietnam. <laughs> right, right. Because that's not traditional Korean dress, it's traditional Vietnam outfit, so whatever. But Hawkeye's driving the Jeep through 
He and Hojon have come into town for some officious looking reason. I like that Hojon is like telling him what to say. And I really wish we knew what Hojon had told him to say as he's go- driving through. And in the back is apparently a uh, threesome as this minute continues. <laughs> right. Like they're planning a little date that uh, that all of them are going on, apparently. I'm not sure all of them plan to go on it, though. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> But I also love, so two people just like climb into the cheap. And I love that Bud Court was clearly not told that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> or they used the take where that happened for the first time. He's like, who are these people? <laughs> but yeah, I know on the show a couple times they uh, quote unquote go to town. Mm. Most infamously in the second episode of the whole series, To Market to Market, aka one of the best episodes. I forget that episode. They trade Henry's antique desk for medical supplies. Oh, on the, right. On the black market. Right. Yep. Yep. I yeah, remember that. I knew as soon as I started describing it because <laughs> yep. it's pretty iconic. <laughs> yep. So, yes, that is that is my recommendation for the day if you need a pellet cleanser from these guys being jerks. But honestly, I don't feel like I need a pellet cleanser the way I have before. And it's weird because this is so much meaner, but but it's played for laughs and Gary Burkoff is running around naked on set. I mean, like, how mad <laughs> yep. can you be? That's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty yeah. good. That's the thing. I don't know who else was naked, but he is in all those stories. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good time. Why did they transition from that to the street scene? I don't think they had a transition. You guys keep saying transition. Oh, sorry. Cut if I ever saw one. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're like, we got nothing to paper over this. Yeah, so they were just moving on with the story then. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. I won't overthink it. Yeah, I, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, he pours the champagne and that's that. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting that Henry says, a little more wine, my dear. He's very official. So I guess maybe this is maybe this is California sparkling wine or something instead of champagne. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have guessed Blake to be a wine snob, but we're learning he has hidden depths, apparently. So <laughs> stay cool under pressure and he can know that this is wine, not champagne. Mm. I don't know that. I can't read the bottle. I'm just going off of his lines. Yeah, I think they just were like, okay, next vignette. Here we go. Yeah. Moving on. Given how much of this movie was made in the editing room, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't know that. But if you say, yeah, now that you say it, that would make sense. So then. they came up with the idea to have the loudspeaker announcements basically after they finished primary shooting. And those, primary I, those I think work really well. Yeah. It's like the Greek no, chorus. It was a great idea. And I think, you know, obviously it must have happened pretty early in the post-production because they were able to go out and do all the pickup shots of the loudspeaker. And they got, you know, David Arkin and a sound booth and recorded them. So there must have been like a nugget of this there. But they really created, you know, the loudspeaker. Multiple people said the loudspeaker is their favorite character. Right. It certainly works. And that happened after filming. Yeah. (laughs) That happened in editing. And so I I do wonder if it was they got to this point and they were just like, yeah, none of these work to transition between these two two minutes. And because we have this little intro of Hawkeye driving up and, you know, trying to speak Korean, (laughs) 
you you get eased into this next scene. Right. You know, right. a, yeah, a lot of sense. times the, the loudspeaker announcement is to set up the next scene. And in this case, we can just use what's happening in it to do that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'd agree. Hawkeye and Hojan get out of the Jeep and the others stay and plot their day in town. All of them. <laughs> All Multi- of them. Multiple. Yeah. People. Um, I know I've told our listeners to watch Wet Hot American Summer before, but if you haven't taken my advice, guys, get on it. Watch that. <laughs> because there is an infamous going to town scene in it that just makes your day. <laughs> Unless you hate the movie, which apparently a lot of people did. It's not oh. my favorite, but it's okay. Yeah, you're Sorry, one of the Terry. few people. <laughs> tend to either love it or be like, what the f- did you just make me watch? <laughs> so, my roommate in college about. was obsessed with it, so that might have something to do with it. I just saw it way too much, and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people didn't, so I'll give you that. I just finished reading the annotated screenplay, and David Wayne's notes are all like, I worried no one would get this, and nobody did. <laughs> so... <laughs> Trust your instinct, screenwriter. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> intuition yeah. said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although it was breaking my heart because there are multiple things where there's like just a little joke aside and he's like, we wanted to film this, but we couldn't afford to pay two more speaking people. So we cut the joke. And I'm like, what? 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 That's I not love a thing. That. Or like, you'll note his like, you'll notice only two of the three people are actually singing because we couldn't afford to pay the last person. So she just stands there. And I'm like, filmmaking is Bullshit, guys. That's awful. Breaking news. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks, except I'm pretty sure Clara Bow was probably like muttering that on set somewhere in like the 19-teens. Well, Christy, before we let you go, well, before we let you plug things, before we let you go... Yeah, oh, yes. We always say, is there anything MASH related that you wanted to talk about that you didn't get in your minutes? Because since we obviously don't worry about spoilers, we can let our guests have uh, free reign. Oh, wow. I, I, was, I, didn't prepare, I didn't prepare any ideas for that. Oh, man. No. Well, it's, it's good that nothing <laughs> is leaping to mind. Nope. <laughs> that nope. means I picked good minutes for you. You definitely picked good minutes for me. These are great minutes. These are the best minutes. These are the best minutes. Woohoo! These are the best worst minutes. <laughs> These are the best worst minutes ever. <laughs> so thank you, guys. Aww. So yes, if people feel like they are hearing your melodious voice for the first time and like, I must hear more, where should they go? <laughs> well, they can go right on over to, to uh, Indiana Jones Minute, or they can uh, speak right up there on the Listener's Crusade. Yeah, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade is really the crack that keeps me coming back on Facebook. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I have almost quit Facebook so many times and been like, yeah, but... You'd miss the listeners' crusade. The listeners' groups. The memes. Gotta have those memes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, there is also a Facebook group because I didn't quit it for minute so if you want to talk more about mash it's the post ep listeners ward because we're all clever like that with the the names and there's an indianajonesminute.com and there's a mashminute.com and don't compare the guest bios too closely (laughs) because (laughs) i have stolen many from whoever is maintaining the ijm webpage that'd be pete thank you pete (laughs) 
So that is a wrap on Minute 75, but not a wrap on Sally Kellerman in this film. No. No. You'll be pleased to hear. We are going to spend a little bit more time in this city before we get to see her again, but the Kellerman stays in the picture. Hooray. Take a deep breath and sigh.